so anyway, uh, not yet, not yet for the kids. We've got something else for the kids. Uh, so uh, we're in the book of Acts today. If you want to turn in, if you grab the Bible on the way in or you got your own Bible, it's, if you're using the, the Bible on the way in, it's uh, page 927. But we're in the book of Acts, victory no matter what. And the uh, no matter what we're going through, we can have victory through faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the whole theme, and it's been an awesome study. And I'm going to be talking about dangerous and deadly Pets and pests today. Acts 19, 17 to 22, dangerous and deadly pets and pests. But speaking of pets, uh, we have some new ones at our house that are not deadly or dangerous. This morning, before I even came to church, I did the farm thing. I, where's the picture? Delivered five kittens this morning. I mean, <laughs> Laurel's kitten, who's not even a year old, had five kittens today. So, <laughs> so Laurel is very, very excited. So uh, now the kids can head out. Now you've seen the kids. Oh, I want to say this too, because uh, I wanted all the little kids to see. Tell your mom and dad you want a kitten. All right, all right. They're 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 not going to be expen- They're expensive, but it's worth it. Not, a dollar's worth it for these kids. All right. So. And what my dad used to do is we used to, you know, he used to, I know this trick, when people would come over and we have puppies, he would say, here, you want a puppy? Oh, my parents won't let me. I'll give you a dollar to take it. And so they would go home with a puppy and a dollar. And the parents would call up, yell at my dad, we're not keeping this puppy, Phil. You know, you always pull this. You know, was, no, you got to keep it. I paid him a dollar. You got to keep it. They would keep it because he paid him a dollar. It's crazy. So, so if your kids come home with a kitten and a dollar, too bad. It's yours, right? All right. So speaking of farms, too, uh, the uh, yeah, kids, you can all head out now. Yeah, it's good. it's okay. That's the end of it. So uh, the um, the farm. I remember one time I was out working in the field. I think I was either raking hay or baling hay. I can't remember which. But my dad sent my sister Kelly down to to get me, and my sister Kelly was a teenager, and I think I was just in college, and I was out working in the field, and she came down to give me a message from my dad, what field to go to next, something like that, so she brings me in the message, she stops, she, she rode her horse down to the field, she loved her horse, rode her horse down to the field, tied it to one of the trees, and then came over and starts talking to me and telling me what my dad said, but also we see the horse going nuts over here, going crazy, I'm like, what is going on, and we go running over, and she had accidentally tied it to a branch that had a hornet's nest on it. And the hornets were like swarming. And my sister starts screaming and so I had I had to go in there, untie this crazy horse, pull out, and I'm getting stung left and right, and I finally get the horse out, I'm covered with hornet stings, the horse is covered with hornet stings. My sister Kelly went running up, hugged the horse, oh it's safe, it's safe. I'm like, Great, yeah, yeah. She loved the horse more than me, still does. Alright, so uh but th- you don't mess around with hornets, right? You don't mess around with hornets. You have to stay away from them. If you see them, you have to get rid of them, right? You have to get rid of them. And uh, we used to wait till it got cold enough, and I would it'd be cold, and they stay in in the morning. I go out and blast them with something in the morning. But we found hornets at our house this week, and it was not cold enough. Uh, where's the picture? The first picture of hornets right in our front tree. Hornets, and so it wasn't cold enough, and these hornets were swarming. I tried to go out when it was dark. No, they're swarming. So who do I call? Can anybody guess who that is? 
Bob. That's Bob with his bee suit on. Bob with his bee suit. I called Bob. He's he's the beekeeper, Bob. All right, and uh, he's not just a church treasure. He's also a beekeeper and a lot of other things. And I, I called Bob, and he uh, go ahead show the little video clip next. They're swarming him right now. They're just swarming him. They can't bother him. He's got a bee suit on, right? They're all over him. He sprayed him with uh, sleeping dust. Uh, so, <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Special dream dust, all right? <clears throat> all right, and then after that, I was able, a couple hours later, I was able to go out and cut it out of the tree and carry it away and dispose of it because they were all sleeping uh, permanently, right? <laughs> now, so... The same is true spiritually. We, there are spiritual hornets. There are spiritual pests and pets even that, that we have to get rid of, that we have to stay far away from. And we're going to see this in Acts 19 today. Father, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for bringing many of us through dangerous pets and pests and, 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 and dangerous situations physically, but especially spiritually. And, Lord, I pray you would open our eyes to the dangers out there. We're going to see this passage that there's so many things we're unaware of or we don't see the, the hornets and, until it's too late. And, Lord, just pray you would open our eyes and, 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 and purify us, that refiner's fire. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so very interesting. Uh, we're in the book. We're in Ephesus. In Acts 19, we're in Ephesus. It was a spiritually dark place. That's why when you read the book of Ephesus, you know what? He's writing to the church in Ephesus. Very spiritually dark. Think of New Hope. Think of the whole country now. It used to be New Hope was a spiritually dark place. Now the whole country is like this, right? And, and so first picture is Ephesus. Uh, the first picture, it was the most there it is today. It was the most important political commercial city in Asia Minor. It had an excellent harbor. It was at the crossroads. Think of it was the New York City of its day. New York City of its day. In fact, it had uh, picture number two. It had this is the Agora Market today, and it, it was a, a market was the Wall Street of its day. In fact, this is very likely where Paul. And uh, Priscilla and Aquila had their tent-making business, very likely right here. Uh, here. It also had one of the world's largest libraries. This is what's left of it today. It would, to, in order to store all their wisdom, right, all their, their wisdom, so-called wisdom, uh, Ephesus was also a, a, a center also of, a spiritual center of, who knows what that temple is? Anybody know? Anybody been there? Artemis? Artemis? That's the Greek, and the Romans called her Diana. All right, the goddess Diana, the goddess of love, right? Uh, one of the seven wonders that the temple to uh, Artemis was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. There were 120 columns. Uh, 60 feet high, 120 columns, 60 feet high. You can imagine how impressive this was. And she was the bee goddess, all right? Yes, Bob knows all about the bee goddess. Uh, the bee goddess, uh, she, was, she was the goddess of fertility, the goddess of fertility. And supposedly her idol fell down out of heaven, fell out of heaven, and they found this idol and they started to worship her. And if you've ever seen the picture of, of Artemis, 
I don't know. She's an ugly idol, you know, an ugly, ugly goddess. I don't know. It had to be hard. You know, that's the goddess of love. You, know, you think of Buddha with like a, a, lots of breasts, covered with breasts. That's what I, you know, that, that was what this idol that supposedly fell out of heaven was. I didn't want to bring the picture. But uh, anyway, uh, thousands of priests in this temple, thousands of priests and priestess served in this temple. But they were really temple prostitutes that's what they really were temple prostitutes because people would pay men would come and pay to have sex with this priestess and it was like you're having sex with with the goddess and they would pay money for this and the women would come and have sex with the male prostitutes because it was like having uh once again connecting with the goddess uh uh diana artemis and and the, and the idea was if you did this you would be given children the guys did it because they wanted their wife to have children and the women did it because they wanted to have children and so the supposedly they, they would the, the, the goddess would give them children and a lot of these children who lived there looked like these you know prostitutes show the temple priests you know obviously uh, you get the hit you get the point and <clears throat> that's what they do they would pay this money and the temple became so rich in ephesus that it became the bank of asia it was the bank of Asia. That's how filthy, when I mean filthy rich it was, right? And it was also an asylum. It became a sanctuary. You ever hear of something became a sanctuary city until you actually had people coming to it? You didn't want them? We won't go into that. But uh, yeah, the, the sanctuary for criminals, and they could come there, and they, nobody would bother them. They would live in the temple and, you know, visit with the, the priestess. You know, they would they hang out there until they went off the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Once that the, 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 they were off that list, they would go back out in the society, but it became a sanctuary. So you get the point. Everybody would come to Ephesus to hide out. All the criminals would come out and hide out at the temple. And as a result, it was a depraved city. It was a horrible place. And it, over time, as the new church was starting, it infected and influenced the New Testament church there in Ephesus. If you've ever studied the book of Revelation, the letter, you know what I'm talking about. And as we will see, it was a, Ephesus was a demonic stronghold. Lots of demonic activity. Once again, sounds familiar for those of us who live in New Hope, right? Uh, and you remember the power encounter we saw last time, Acts 19, 13 to 16. There's a reason why it happened here. Uh, verse 13, now some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Siva, a Jewish priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. This is what Ephesus was like. And not just Ephesus, but this is what the USA today is like, isn't it? Watch the news. It's unbelievable. We're seeing the demonic activity. We're not going to camp out on that today, but we talked about that last time. But today I want to focus on the result of this power encounter, of what happened, and the response of the Christians in Ephesus to this event. And this is where we're picking up in Acts 19, verse 17. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear. And the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. 
A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. After this had happened, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. After I had been there, he said, I must visit Rome also. He sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia while he stayed in the province of Asia a little longer. Okay, so here we go. Three results jump out at us. Three results of this demonic encounter of, of, of what happened uh, earlier that we just read in verses 13 to 16. The first one is verse 17. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. A great fear seized the Jews and Greeks. These aren't Christians yet. But the, great, the fear of God seized them. They weren't afraid of the demon. The Holy Spirit tells us the fear of the Lord seized them. And the fear of the Lord is a very healthy fear. Did you know that? And we're not talking about just being afraid of God because of what he can do to us if we sin. We're not just talking about that, although that's very important, what he can do to us and will do to us if we persist in our sin. Uh, that's part of it. But it's also something deeper than that. Proverbs 9.10 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You catch that? The fear of the Lord is a positive thing. It, it, this is the fear in the sense of honoring God. When you talk about the fear of the Lord, being afraid of what he can do with sin, yes, but also honoring him, respecting him. And, and we see in Acts they're respecting God and his word now because of that. Without it, Proverbs 9, 10, without it, I'd stay on those verses just till I hit the next one. Uh, without it, the, there is no, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. There is no wisdom, there's no understanding without the fear of the Lord. You know why we're losing it here? Why things are going crazy? Why you see these de- crazy things people are thinking and doing? It's because we no longer fear the Lord. And that is the beginning of wisdom. The beginning of wisdom. Okay, so that's the, the, the first, very important. The first thing that happened is they were overcome by the fear of the Lord. And they're setting something up that we'll see in a little bit. The second result was with the Christians. The second result, and uh, 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 Caroline, just leave them up till I finish to the next one, okay? Because I'm going to keep referring back to this. Okay, so the next one is uh, verses 18 and 19. Many of those, this is Christians now, many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they'd done. What they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. The believers were convicted. They were convicted. They repented. They cleaned house. They openly confessed their evil deeds. This is the mark of true revival. Not people get excited and they sing songs and they all show up, you know, and after they all do big numbers. That's not the true revival is when there's confession and repentance. And that's whether it's personal or whether it's as a church or whether it's as a country, that is true revival. And look what they did. They burned their garbage. They burned all the the, the, the 
occult type stuff, the new age stuff. They, they burned this stuff. And the result was 50,000 drachmas. A drachma was a silver coin that equaled a day's wages. So I was trying to think of how much this would come up to. And I was trying to think, well, okay, how much should people make? Somewhere between 200 and 400 hours a day, different people. But I went in the middle. I went 300 hours a day, which is kind of like an average, you know, for New Hope. All right? Uh, and so I know somebody's saying, I'd love to make that. And others, I, I couldn't live on that. But, but anyway, the point is, I'll go with 300, okay? If Based on $300 a day, that would be $15 million. This is a brand new church. It's not that big yet in Ephesus. It's not a mega church, as Todd was talking about earlier. It's a, a new fledging church, but yet they had $15 million worth of occult material. Remember when you were, I remember when you were a kid, somebody older, remember the record burnings? You know, different churches would hold record burnings, and we'd bring our rock records, and you'd burn them on the bonfire. And, and the media... Just butchered the churches for doing this, right? You know, uh, some of your, and they, and they still would do that now. But, but we, it wasn't a bad idea. A lot of the records that were burned were pretty bad. Uh, and, and, and we could probably burn a lot of uh, that now, right? You were saying, what is a record? Anyway, uh, MP3, whatever, you know, whatever. All right. Can, but can you believe these Christians had all this demonic garbage? Because we would never do that now, right? There's no way we would do that. Right. Right. We pump the same stuff. We may not go out and buy the stuff, but we pump the same filthy filthy toxins into our houses daily and our TVs. Nobody here, but you probably know something like that. Uh, with, With our computers. And don't even get me started on the cell phones. The cell phones are a wonderful invention, but they've been used to do more damage spiritually than anything I've ever seen, right? If you, if you have a cell phone, I hope you have safeguards. Well, same with the computers. There's a covenant eyes with the cell phones. If you, you know, if you have accountability or put blocks on your phones, if you have a kid who has a, a cell phone and you don't have... I tell parents they, they give their kids a cell phone with no blocks on it. I said, you, would you give them a loaded gun and let them carry it around? Oh, no, no, no gun at all, you know, but definitely not a loaded gun, right? I go, handing them a cell phone without blocks on it is worse than a loaded gun. It's way more dangerous. It's dangerous now and forever. It's brutal, right? Crazy. I know a lot of you are like, oh, get out the phones, you know, you know, write yourself a note. Blocks, you can put the blocks on. You can hold your kids accountable. You know, it's very, very, and, and the same for adults. You know, we got to hold each other accountable. We, we, we do the same thing. It's, not, it's shocking. You know, we would never do X, Y, and Z. But if it's on the TV, we'll watch it. Right? We're, we're entering into it on the TV. It doesn't matter what it is. It's shocking. It's crazy what we'll do. We're just like them. We'll get to that in a minute. All right, verse, uh, result number three. After they do this, result number three, verse tw- 20. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. The word of the Lord spread in power. There was evangelism in power. There was revival in power. Everybody wants revival, right? If I said who wants revival, we'd all vote for revival, right? But it starts with conviction. It starts with repentance. It starts with sanctification. We as the church must clean house. Everybody wants the USA to change. 
Yeah, if only we could elect the right president, right? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter who we elect. If the church isn't the church, it, there has, we all want a spiritual awakening, but there's no hope until the church revives. Doesn't matter who we elect. Doesn't matter who's running Congress or who's running the Senate. It doesn't matter who's running the school board. It doesn't matter unless there's a revival, unless the church has a true revival, it will accomplish nothing. It starts with the church until the church cleans house, until the church is sanctified. That is what is going to start revival. And thank God there is starting to be a sanctification. A lot of us are waking up. A lot of Christians are waking up, being careful. A lot of uh, repentance. There's a lot of churches that are separating from, uh, from, from the, the, you know, in their denominations. In fact, uh, I have a really good friend. His name is Doug Dwyer. He's been here before, visited. Doug, uh, he's a pastor at Addisville Reformed Church. And uh, I asked him for permission to share this. And they just pulled out of the Reformed Church. They pull out because it's become so apostate. Their church has pulled out. I said, you're welcome to join a Baptist denomination, yeah, yeah, an association. And uh, I'm, I'm kidding. He's, he's a Reformed Baptist. They, they baptize people all the time. So, uh, uh, but, they're, they, but they pulled out. And he joined with the other Reformed churches. He had to go to join the, 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 uh, a group in California. He had to go to the class, they call it a classes uh, with the reform. He had to go to California, which sounds crazy, right? But that's the, the California has the, the reformed church that's still solid. And he joined with that group. And now they're all pulling out together and they're, they're joining a new association, a new denomination. It's happening in all the groups. The United Methodists are doing it. Southern Baptists are very close. The PC, uh, PC, get, get the right one. A, Presbyterian Church of America, which is going apostate now, but about half of them are pulling together the solid ones are pulling together it's crazy and 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 what we're seeing is is all these remnant churches are now coming together and joining together in associations and in bonding together and, and 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 we're seeing that happen god is is purifying his church he's purifying his church and uh and so uh anyway doug was you know telling me that whole story the whole battle they had and and the the people they pulled the apostate group they're pulling away were like, oh it's so sad we wish you wouldn't go they're all crying tears elf you know crocodile tears you know we're just gonna miss you you know and as soon as they pulled out we ain't never liked you we always hated you you know it was like crazy it was like demonized you know attacks it was crazy but but that 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 the church in america the true church has got to purify. There has to be a revival. There will be no change in this country until there is a revival. And I don't know what's going to happen. I lean toward a remnant revival. I think we've crossed the line as a country, but I hope not. I still pray for it, a spiritual awakening, but I'm afraid we've crossed the line. I'm praying for a remnant revival at this point. I think that's where we're headed. It's going to be the remnant churches, the remnant Christians of all denominations, you know, whether they're Protestant and Roman Catholic. I'm running to all kinds of strong Roman Catholic believers now that don't fit. You know, they're, they're, they're remnant. They're, you know, they're, they're, it's just awesome. God's bringing this together. I think that's what God is preparing us for, a remnant church, as we approach the, the second coming of Jesus Christ. But, that, but what has to happen is there has to be cleaning out. What? Listen. What needs to be cleaned out of our life? Forget the country. What in our life? How is the Holy Spirit convicting us even now? What is, needs to be cleaned out? Ephesians 4.27 says this, And do not give the devil a foothold. 
Don't give the devil a foothold. How have we given the devil a foothold in our life? How have we given the devil a foothold in our family or in in our house? How have we done that? How how, how have we done that? Uh, There was, I don't know if you followed the news this week, but there was a man who had a a, a huge boa constrictor in Pennsylvania. He had a pet boa. Did you see? You know what I'm, you know, you saw what happened? 18 feet long. He has this snake in Pennsylvania. And the snake, though, we're not quite sure how it happened, but the snake wrapped itself around his neck and started constricting. Some, somebody called the police. The police show up, and the snake is strangling him, and they could not get it off. And he said that the snake pulled its head away just enough for a second, and they shot the snake in the head. The police said, I had a chance. I took it. He shot it, you know, and, and it killed the snake, pulled it off of him, but the man did not survive. He died. How could he be so stupid, right? Is that what you're thinking? Right, let's be honest. How could he be so stupid, right? How can we? What dangerous pets, what dangerous pests are we allowing in our life? Are we keeping our TVs? What are we watching? What we're allowing? Our computers. Our, our phones. I'm just going to stick to those. There's, you, you, you can connect the dots to many things in our life, right? Many things. I'll just say those. Do we have accountability? If we struggle, you better have accountability. That's why we have a men's purity group, you know? But, but we need accountability. Covenant eyes on our computers. The phones, you can put blocks on. The TVs. Our, all our TVs have blocks that only mom and dad know the numbers to because it's, it's too dangerous. There's so much garbage. And guess what? Disney is now blocked at our house, you know? You know, we got rid of Disney Plus. It's crazy. We couldn't have it anymore. The garbage they were pumping in. We had to get rid of Disney Plus. You know, it was crazy what, what, was, what we had. What are you, what's on? I mean, you know, we had to pull the plug on them. What do we need to get rid of? You know, if it's too much, get rid of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a secret. You can survive without a TV. You can do it. You could do it. You could survive without a, without a computer that's not, you know, that has blocks on it or that's not connected, you know, to the Internet. You can do it. I know people that do it. You, you could even get by with a phone that doesn't have internet access you could just text your friends and stuff you can do it and and if it's pulling you down if it's strangling you spiritually if it's wrapped around your neck you get my point you need to do it we we need to do it what and 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 will we clean our house out today will we get rid of that snake will we repent and confess and get help if we need it. Talk to somebody. Get accountability. What steps will you take? Specific steps will you take? Share with somebody today. Commit to today. This snake's got me. I need help with it. I'm not going to let it strangle me spiritually anymore. Do it today. And maybe you're here today. And the first step you need, because you're already caught by the snake, you're, you've already been swallowed by the snake, you're not a Christian yet, you, the first step you need is to take the steps to freedom by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And you can do that now. The snake's got you, but you can be set free from Satan, that serpent, today. You can be set free from sin. You can be set free from the world today by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. John three sixteen. I hope you have it memorized by now. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
Have you ever believed in Jesus, put your faith in Jesus, turned away from sin, repented of sin, asked God to forgive you, and put your faith in Jesus Christ, his death on the cross for you, his resurrection from the dead for you, being set free from sin? Have you ever taken that step of faith? Today's a great day to do it. Let's pray. As we go to this time of prayer, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Maybe you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, whether you're here or watching. You've never put your faith in Christ. And today's the day the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through this passage. The Word of God has hit your heart with power. And today is the day you put your faith in Jesus Christ. It happens in your heart. It happens in your mind. But just a simple prayer to just put an exclamation point on it. A simple prayer of faith. God, I don't want the sin. I don't want the garbage. I don't want the shame. I don't want that snake wrapped around me anymore. I want to be free and forgiven. I put my faith in Jesus. Your one and only son, I put my faith in Jesus to forgive me, to give me resurrection life, to give me a brand new life in Jesus. I give my life to Jesus. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, then something unbelievable has happened. You have been set free. Sin and Satan and the world and the flesh have been killed. You are dead to them now. You are alive to Jesus. You have a brand new life. The Holy Spirit is in you. Making you into a brand new creation. Your life will never be the same. You're in for the shock of your life. I want to encourage you to tell somebody today. Maybe you're here with a family member or friend or... You can tell me on the way out or fill out the card or text me, call me, email all in the bulletin there maybe you know somebody at work or at school you can share but tell somebody today so that we'd be excited for you and encourage you for those of us who are already Christians how is the Holy Spirit convicting us how have we allowed a snake into our home or into our life or wrapped around us or has us in bondage sin and Satan and the world and the flesh. We've given the devil a foothold that's turned into a stronghold, that's turned into a stranglehold. Would we allow a rattlesnake into our home, just let it loose? But my guess is we often do that every day. 
what will we do specifically? God, what will we do? Make that commitment. God, I will get rid of this. I will block this. I will talk to somebody and get accountability, a good friend, Christian brother or sister. I'll be open. Hey, we all struggle. You won't shock anybody here. You sure won't shock me. We're all here for each other. Confess your sins one to another. Lord, I pray that we would be free. We would, we would be free by the power of your Holy Spirit and by our faith in Jesus Christ. I pray that for every one of us, and I pray for a revival, Father, a revival of your true church. I know you're separating the fake from the real, the wheat from the weeds. You're separating them, Lord. I pray that the, the, that the true church, the sheep from the goats, there would be a revival, a remnant revival, Lord. A real revival. That your word would spread with power through your church. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody ever needs to pray, like today, uh, there's an area in the back corner that we have chairs set up and, and we have prayer back there. You're always welcome to stop in with our prayer team and pray about anything, anytime, every week, okay? Stand together, please. Yeah.
so much for being here today. Hope you have a great day ahead and a good week as well. You're dismissed.